Blog Talk Radio. Round one. Fight, 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 fight. Welcome to the balance. My name is Tom Marquisell, President Day. You will pay homage to me for the next two hours as we guide you through this crazy world of sports. Man, is Christmas sneaking up on us? We are just what a week? Thirteen? I mean, it's what is it? Next week, December twenty-fifth, whatever it is from today. Uh, so four, seven, ten days from Christmas. Man, why is it every year that Christmas just kind of sneaks up on us and we're like, what? Where Where did this come from? 917-889-8516 is my digits Saturday morning. I'll tell you what, this is the one place you want to be. Because, uh, you know, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter what's going on in sports. We've got a lot to talk about today. But the thing about it is right here at The Balance, Right here on the Balance Studio, we flagship from Indianapolis, Indiana, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. Uh, I, I, it doesn't matter what's going on in sports. We've got you covered. This is the one place, the one place where fanatics can come together and talk about their favorite teams. Uh, we bring, well, we try to bring you an analytical. Maybe that's a little bit of a stretch uh, of words, if you will, but we try to bring you an analytical breakdown uh, from a uh, fan's point of view. That would be you. That would be me. So this is fanatics. Break it down. Fans. Fanatics. We bring you breaking news, commentary, scores, stats. you got it right here at The Balance. Now, we're going to get into this here in just a, just a few moments here uh, with Ed Kratz, our official uh, NFL contributor, beat writer for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and USA Today, Rick Riggin, our um, official college football contributor as well, but also talks NFL with us. And, and later on in the show, we'll talk a little bit about it with Mo from the BS Sports Show. Here's the thing. When we bring the crew all together, we'll talk about this. But here's the thing. Sex, you may have you may have seen on our uh, if you if you download the podcast, you may have seen the little uh, byline that we have. Sex in the NFL have collided. Now, does that mean that sex has never been a part of the NFL? Of course, it's been a part of the NFL. What we're seeing is a change in our society, and you know what? I want to be very very sensitive to this subject. So let me say that first and foremost. I, I certainly. And very, very sensitive to the subject. But there's another side to the coin. There is the side of the accused. There is the side just now, 
again, let me just – I don't know why I feel like I have to say this out before I say every little sentence going forward when we talk about this sexual misconduct, this sexual, sexual harassment, in some cases sexual assault. I don't know why before I make each and every comment about that that I have to say that I want to be sensitive to that. That's the point of my conversation. Our society has gotten to a point where all we do is just latch onto an accusation. Now, that said, yes, there are legitimate cases out there. So very sensitive to that. Very, very sensitive to that. However, 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 let's talk about the other side of the coin. There are attention seekers. There are money getters. There are, there are just people that just want their 15 minutes. The problem is we don't know one from the other. So we have completely lost our minds. Completely lost our minds. From uh, politics to the mainstream media and now to the NFL, and I'm sure, I'm sure I'm positive because it is such a thing, because it is what we do. It is because of what we do as a society right now, we latch on to something. It's not going to end here with the NFL. It's just a matter of time before we see it in every other aspect. Now, that said, let me go backtrack a little bit here. I'm very, 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 very sensitive to the fact that things happen in the workplace that should not happen, that men of power oftentimes abuse their power. And quite frankly, quite frankly, there are victims of sexual assault, sexual harassment. So I do, I do want you to know that I understand that there are legitimate cases out there. Am I saying that every one of these women who are coming forward now with the NFL, we're talking about it here on The Balance because it's blended in with the NFL and there are probably some more sports to come. Um, here's what I, I, I'm saying about that. It, who, who is the victim here? And so I'm, I know that I'm treading some crazy water here, 917-889-8516, if you want to chime in. I realize that, that I'm sounding like I'm insensitive to victims, which I am not. However, what bothers me, and maybe it should not bother me, but what bothers me greatly is the fact that we're seeing – here's – Here's and we'll just kind of talk about the NFL. There's a lot of other cases going on right now. A lot of people that, that are being accused of sexual harassment, sexual assault. That's the thing now. We're in the Harvey Weinstein era in our world. Now, am I to say that women can't come forward? No, of course that's not what I'm saying. Am I to say that that victims can't come and say, hey, this is what happened to me, and I've been living with this, and I've been dealing with this? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is oftentimes, oftentimes what you see is a situation where people latch on to a story to be a part of the story, to get their 15 minutes, to maybe get a paycheck. The 
so the the mere accusations these days has just gotten out of hand. Why can we not let due process do its due process? And then let's sit from there. But what we're what we're happening is, and what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a society and a world where just the mere accusation is ruining people's lives and careers. And let's also talk about the fact that a lot of this is consensual. Okay, so granted, it shouldn't happen in the workplace. Granted, these things should have limitations to them. And I know that this is a very sensitive topic, okay? So I want to approach this with, with kid gloves. But I do want to have the opportunity to talk. We, ha, we have gotten to the point where we're just afraid to talk about the other side. We're afraid to talk about the accused. We're afraid because we might be taking sides and we're insensitive. That is absolute hogwash. We should, as a society... If we're going to pass judgment, if we're going to be judge, jury, and executioner, we should have the opportunity to hear all sides of the case. We should not, as a society, automatically say, oh, you're guilty because this person accused you of this, and now this is your punishment. It is out of hand. If something happened with said person then let that be proven in the court of law. Let the investigations be done. Great. If it happened, I have no place for it. I honestly have no place for it. They should be fired. They should be sent to jail if, if needed be. They should lose their careers if needed be. If, in fact, it happened. The problem is... We don't know what's true and what's not true these days because so many people now all of a sudden, this is the thing. This is it. This is the latest trend. This is it. And, and, and it's what it's doing, I feel like, and, and maybe you have different thoughts on this, but what I feel like it's doing is it's being counterproductive to the cause, to the hashtag Me Too, which is – we can kind of link all this to that. Now, let me I, – again, I feel like I, for some reason, I don't know why I, I feel like I have to do this, but for some reason I feel like I've got to put on my little sensitive kid glove and say, hey, it's okay. I understand this happened to you. Okay, I, I, I endorse and cuddle your victim in this. I have to do that. I have to say to you, hey, I believe you, and, and the struggle is real. But how do we – the question that I propose, and maybe I've went around, around a long way of saying this today, and I kind of got off on a beaten path and in the weeds, and for that I apologize. But my question that I'm proposing is – is there not, can we not just let due process do due process? Can we not just let the stories unfold, the investigations be done, the facts from those investigations be told, 
And the facts from those investigations prove one way or the other. Can we not just sit back and let it run its course? Do we have to jump on – do we have to jump on, fire that person, get rid of that person, pay this person X amount of money? It's just gotten to the point where it's just ridiculous. 917-889-8516 is my digital – make sure you're following us on Twitter and our social media and what have you. And we'll get into this conversation a little bit later on in, in, in the show. And, and certainly we've got a lot of games to talk about. Thursday's game with the with the uh, Colts and the Broncos. Uh, who is excited about that? And I'm a Colts fan. I think all of you know that we're based here in Indianapolis, and and I and I'm a, I'm a Colts fan. But what was that on Thursday? We've got two more games. Can we just put the Colts out of their misery? And I'm not I'm not that guy that's going to blame everything on Chuck Pagano. I've had this conversation with a few people this week. I would not be shocked one way or the other. Obviously, we feel like as fans and we feel like as media and people who cover the, the sport, we, we kind of feel like Chuck Pagano's days are numbered out there at West 56th Street in Indianapolis. Probably so. And we can have the educational guesses as who's going to be our next coach. And now we're already having conversations about who we're going to draft, what we're going to draft. Are we going to draft a quarterback? It's like, guys, here's the deal with the Colts I'm talking about. Two more games. And I would not be surprised because why would Earth say there's going to be so many open vacancies here? And we'll see. We'll see. Is it Harbaugh? That's a moonshot. I mean, I'm not convinced that Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan. But maybe maybe he is. Maybe he will. Maybe there's maybe this is the right time for him to come back into the NFL. Certainly, I think the Colts will make a play for him. But I also think I, it, it also depends on is it Ursay or is it Ballard. Now we're talking about the Colts, but it, we, we can insert name here. Uh, so we don't know what this coaching carousel is going to turn out to be. We'll see. We'll see what. Um, we'll see what. Black Monday, as they say, uh, turns out to, to be. So my name is Sal Michael Presidente. I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back here. We're going to be talking with Rick Riggin, Ed Kratz, our beat writer, I mean the beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and USA Today, our official NFL contributor. Rick Riggin, our official college football contributor. We've got some college football to talk about as well. I and uh, Mo from the BS Sports Show will be joining us here a little bit later on. Of course, we've got our balanced extra where we just kind of like uh, wrap it all up for a few minutes and, and put a bow on it. My name is Sal Marquez El Presidente. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network. W. 
double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive-through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. It's double trouble, double the fun. At African Safari Wildlife Park in Port Clinton, Ohio, see the largest antelope on Earth, the giant eland, and the ugliest creature on Earth, the African warthog. There's so much to see and do, including the Midwest's only drive through safari. Feed the animals. See live educational shows. Feel the excitement. Have your picture taken with a python or cockatoo. Feel the adventure. Shop the Simba Lodge gift shop with items available from around the globe. Visit the snack bar or picnic facilities. Enjoy a pony or camel ride. Or cheer your favorite porker on to victory in the famous Pork Chop Down. Bring your family to see the rare and exotic animals at African Safari Wildlife Park in Portland, Ohio. Just take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the sign. Only 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. Bobby, you're here again. Yeah, my doctor told me to reduce stress at work, so I come to Buffalo Wild Wings to eat lunch and watch sports. I get to pick one of seven entrees, like sandwiches and salads, plus one of seven sides. Well, I like sides. It's so affordable, I can finally take a vacation. Where are you going to go? Here, Tim, here. Introducing the new beat-up, fast-break lunch menu, starting at a new low price. Dine-in or order takeout weekdays between 11 and 2. Participation and availability may vary. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything.
All right, and welcome back to The Balance. My name is Saul Marquisel, President. 917-889-8516 is the digit. If you want to uh, call in and talk a little bit about anything about sports, uh, for, for that matter. So, you know, here, here's, here's the thing. And, and what we are kind of having the conversation about today, unfortunately, it's, it's one of those conversations that, we've, that is just dominating the news. It's, it's, it's collided with the sports world. So we, we, ha- we're, we just I have to. It might be a little bit of a strong word because it's my show. I control the content so we can go in a different direction. But let's get it out there. Let's talk about it. One of the, the the things that brought this up is obviously, as you know, this past week, the NFL has just been riddled with just a, a lot of sexual accusations, a lot of it from one female uh, against several NFL network employees. But now the latest, what we have here is Jerry Richardson, obviously owner of the uh, Carolina Panthers, is being investigated for alleged workplace misconduct uh, and is under investigation. Um, now, I, I don't know all the details about this, but this is just the latest. This is just the the uh, the next story. The next person on 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 the roller coaster, and I don't want to spend, I don't want to spend the entire show talking about this. What I do want to do is I want to just talk about this. I want to put it out there on the table, and I want us as listeners to this show, as my show, I want to be able to handle it a little bit different. I want us to look at all aspects of these stories because for every accuser there's an accused and the accused also should have a voice we should not be so quick in society and the world that we're in to be that uh, uh, judge jury and executioner all wrapped up in one Unfortunately, we we miss the whole jury part. We go judge executioner. I'm judging this person because of the accusation, and this is what should happen to him. Let, let, let the the total middle part there of let's do fact finding, let's do discovery, let's see what's going on with this case is gone out the window. So. What are your thoughts? I don't know. And joining us now is Rick Reagan, our official NFL contributor, calling us from uh, down in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Mr. Rick, I know you're on a you're on a hard stop because it's it's Star Wars weekend. All the force may be with you. You are, are you in the family going, or is it, is this a solo thing? You're going by yourself, or what? Oh no, it's me and the whole family. We've. Uh... Got our tickets for ten thirty here Central Time. That's where I'm at, and uh, been waiting two years for this. You've been waiting two years for this because yes. How long were you waiting for the? How long were you waiting for the last uh, Star Wars movie? Oh, about thirty, twenty-five, thirty years. Between <laughs> Episode six and uh, Episode seven. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I I'm just razzing you, but the thing is, I I know there's the a Star Wars uh, world going on, and, and you may have seen this on, on the internet. Uh, it's not here in Indiana, uh, but it, it's in other cities. It's called uh, 
they're called pop-up bars. And what happens is that these bars just pop up, and they're there for a limited amount of time, and it's usually for promotional reasons. But there's these um, pop-up bars, L.A., New York, uh, I think Philadelphia, but D.C. I know is another one where they are promoting the Star Wars movie, and it's called The Outer Limits. And the, the whole thing when you go into the bar is the, the, like the original bar scene, cantina scene, uh, from uh, the original Star Wars, so I thought that was pretty neat. So uh, that'd be so great. You, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> what do you expect to happen from uh, the? Re- is it? See, I, I I'm so lost with my Jedi's. Uh, but what do you expect <laughs> to happen from uh, the Jedi movie today? Now, and the way I understand this movie also is uh, uh, Princess uh, Leia. I want to make sure I don't say Leia. Princess Die again because I. Certainly, right. Leia. So certainly, I made that mistake one time on this show, calling it Princess Die. I'm so sorry, Princess, <laughs> Princess Leia. Uh, this is like the original lady. She passed away, but this was like her last scene that she ever made in a movie, if I understand that correctly. I think that's right. And even in, in one of the trailers for this movie, kind of just hints to where she might be passing on. You know the being killed off in the uh, movie series too, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they have to. I guess they have to kill her off in some way in the movie series. Well, clearly, uh, Ed's calling us from his kitchen. Ed Kraps, uh beat writer for the Philadelphia, <laughs> beat writer dining for room. Philadelphia dining room. That's what it is. Uh, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles for USA Today. Who very well might be in a galaxy far, far away. It's Star Wars release day. Rick, uh, Rick is all dressed up in his stormtrooper outfit. Him and his family are are gonna invade the uh, movie theater today for the for the last uh, one. I don't know if it's the last. God knows it's not going to be the last. This has got to be. There's got to be. No, a it's, it's not going to be the last one at all. Disney's going to milk this thing <laughs> as far as they can take it. But this one is is called the Last Jedi, and it's a you know, of course, Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi remaining. But you know, he might train some. Uh, some more people in this movie, you know. Ray's got the, the Storm of the Force too. I don't know if you watched Episode Seven, but I feel like her grandfather might be Obi Wan Kenobi. I feel I feel like we're going to get some answers today of of Ray's uh, what's unknown about Ray, where she's from, what, who her parents are. But I feel like she might be a Kenobi. Well, see, there you go. And and, and Ed, are, are you up on your Star Wars? Uh... <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not that deep with it. No, I just I, it's entertainment value for me. I, I'll go check it out. It's not at the top of my list of uh, movies to see, but well, uh, I, that said, I, don't, I don't, don't, don't give me any spoilers. Don't give me any spoilers, Rick. Please don't don't post anything. No, not on at all. Twitter not at all. Or, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't want to know. Right, I'm well, open to see. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Ray Ray dies in this Ray dies in this movie. I heard. <laughs> Ray is Ray. Ray finds out who her real father is, <laughs> and oh. it's not Darth Vader. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know. Is that right? It's okay. Yoda. Yeah, Yoda. I, 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 I'm just letting go. Yoda is her. <laughs> He lets me I don't even know there. my I don't uh, even know my that. family tree that I, I, I was gonna say I don't even know my family tree that well I can't I can't keep track of uh, you know what's happening with Star Wars <laughs> family tree. Well, you know, may the force be with you. And uh, so, if you're going to the Star Wars movies, 
the day go right ahead. Now, so here, here's the topic, and, and you know, it's, a, it's unfortunate, guys, but here's the topic. Here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to get into some of these games and stuff as well. Uh, but here's the thing, and, and I want to be, again, as I, 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 you may or may not have heard in my opening dialogue here, I honestly don't know why I have to say before every paragraph that I'm sensitive to this subject, that I'm wearing kid gloves. And here, here's the thing. Now, the the problem is the problem is there's there's one hand here where hey yeah I'm all for victims coming forward and let's hear their story and let's 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 not allow this to continue I'm all for that dialogue. However, what I fear and what I feel is that there's a lot of people out there. Now, am I, I don't, I'm not pointing any accusation to any one particular woman, but it just feels to me like there's attention getters, there's money seekers, there's people just wanting their 15 minutes, and this is their way to do it. And whether or not we're talking about politics or we're talking about sports, but it has infiltrated into the sports arena. Now, we, now we're seeing where Jerry Richardson is being investigated for workplace misconduct. Now, here's the thing. There's so many words that are running together these days. Uh, uh, sexual harassment, workplace conduct, sexual assault, which, you know, um, that unfortunately has happened in our society. What I fear is happening here is we are becoming, as a society, judge, juror, and executioner. But the problem is, part of being a jury is, and part of our great democracy that we're in, the jury, you'll be judged by 12 of your peers, is people forget that part out. And part of being a trial, and part of going from, hey, you know, the accuser, jury, judge, and executioner, that middle part is fact-finding. That middle part is discovery. That middle part is allowing the jury to hear all the facts from both sides. And what we're seeing now in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, and I'm going to point, and I'm just going to throw the dart here, and I can be thrown under the bus if you want, but I'm talking about this stuff with the NFL. I'm talking about the thing is that this lady, this female, this woman was – uh, discharged or fired from the NFL Network apparently because they thought she stole something. Now, okay, that's their right, whatever. It's also her right to say, I was wrongfully terminated. I'm going to take the NFL to court. I'm going to file a case, which she did. Okay? Great. Go on about it. Show your facts. Nobody is going to, nobody is faulting you for that. Now, fast forward to post air quotes, Harvey Weinstein error, everybody's guilty. If, if a female accuses you of it, you're automatically guilty. You're automatically guilty. You're automatically guilty. It does not really matter because you got accused. So you, what we see here is this female. Now, this is, this is kind of where my skeptic, skepticism and my, and, my, and my thought pattern goes differently because and then why she loses a lot of credibility with me is because there's a lot of people that she named, and there seems to be one common thread. It was consensual. Let's just call it what, what it is, and I could be wrong for saying this, 
but she was someone that enjoyed the company of many men. And there's many titles you could put on those type, kind of women. She was in a position where she was exposed, no pun intended, but she was exposed to these men. The, the thing that bothers me is two parts about this is what we're hearing was said in the text, pictures were sent, this, that, and the, are mere accusations from her when she's been called into dis- disposition for the trial, for the court cases. She refuses to allow her phone work records to be released. She's accusing several men of basically the same thing. Okay? So my thing is she enjoyed the company of several men. And she sees an opportunity for her 15 minutes of fame and an opportunity to to uh, move her agenda forward with her wrongful termination suit. So let's start there. And, and I know that's a lot to digest. And I know, Rick, you and I talked a little bit about it via text, that all this happened under Roger Cadell. And, I, and my, my question to you, Rick, was what does this have to do with Roger Cadell? I think this, in a lot of, I, I'm just going to say this. I'm not saying these events did not happen. I'm saying that this particular female in this particular case, in my mind, is looking for her 15 minutes. We'll start with you, Ed. Go right ahead. I know I, I said a lot, but that's just kind of where we're at right now. Go right ahead. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about the Jerry Richardson case, the woman involved with that. No, I'm uh, no, I'm actually no, no. I'm talking about Marshall Falk. I'm talking about uh, the oh, NFL yeah, yeah. Network. As okay, I'm talking about that case, that particular case, that woman. Now, Jerry Richardson. I don't know a lot of the facts about that. That one's just the latest in, in the carousel. And it's a de- I think it might. I know it's a different female, but I'm just using that as a particular example. The problem is that I'm seeing here is that just because you're accused does not make you guilty. Now, I'm right. not I'm not being unsensitive here because I, if you are a victim in these cases, yeah, we want to hear the, that stuff. But let the discovery happen. Let the investigation happen. Let the facts come out. From that, let's make the determination to banish and ruin a person's career based on their actions. Let's face it, and, and we're all not we're all grown adults here. Here's the thing: at the end of the day, workplace romance happens. Bosses and 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 employees, it happens. Uh, it happens. Okay, let's let's not be naive to the fact that that uh, men cheat on their wives. Let's not be naive to the fact that women enjoy the attention of rich men. Let's not be naive to that. That happens. So it's hard to distinguish the right. From the, from the wrong, and it, it just why can't we just let the facts play itself out? Go ahead, uh, Ed. Right, that's that's what we should do. But it seems like every day there's new allegations of of this, right? I mean, someone's getting accused of some kind of harassment or sexual assault. You know, to me, it, it's easy to be skeptical and say, well, how can this keep happening? Are re- are there really that many men out there that want to send you know naked pictures of themselves to to other women? I mean. Uh, you know, it just seems to me it's a little over the top. You know, I don't want to make it sound like uh, I'm not supporting women and what what may or may not have happened to them, but it just seems like it it happens with so frequent, so much frequency now, and every day there's a new allegation, so it's easy to say, okay, that guy's guilty, and then wait for the next day, and then a, a new charge against someone else comes out, so you move on to that. And you've already in your mind kind of 
charged and, and found the, you know, the, the guy from the day before guilty. So, you, you know, you're just moving right along through the, through this parade of uh, accusations. Um, you know, to me, it just seems like there's so, so many that are coming out that they all can't be true. I mean, I, I just would find that hard to believe. And, and, you know, you mentioned that this woman, I guess in the Marshall Falk case with NFL network, she doesn't want to share her phone records. Well, you know, that to me is a red flag. If you, if you know, you actually had something that, uh, bothered you to the extent where you want to come forward and put this man's career in jeopardy, then you have to lay all your cards on the table. Um, otherwise, you know, we're not going to believe you. Um, you know, these he said, she said cases are so difficult to prove uh, unless you actually save the pictures of, of someone that maybe texted you, uh, you know, the body parts that would incriminate that person. But, you know, here in the Philadelphia area, Bill Cosby, you know, the comedian and actor went through mm-hmm. a big, uh, right. case recently uh, where he was right. accused by uh, one woman in particular who came forward and, and the jury uh, ended up, it was a hung jury. Uh, he wasn't found guilty. Mm-hmm. He wasn't found innocent. Um, so the charges were dismissed, but now I guess the prosecutor has decided to kind of uh, try it again, try that case again. But, uh, you know, was Bill Cosby guilty? I mean, in the court of law, he was not found guilty, but a lot of people think, okay, he did it. Um, but again, they're just so hard to prove uh, these he said, she says, unless there is actual incriminating evidence, text messages or emails or, you know, some kind of a Facebook post, whatever it was, if you saved it and you can come forward with it, then by all means, that's going to be proof uh, to strengthen your case against someone that you're charging. But unless something like that exists, it's just so, so difficult to prove. Well, in this particular case, and I know that each case is different and has its own merits and its own facts, but particularly speaking about the NFL network and Marshall Falk and those involved in that 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 uh, that spider web of events there, here's the thing. She filed that wrongful uh, termination suit last year, okay? It wasn't until October when all of these other women across the nation were – uh, having these issues and coming forward, that she decided to amend her wrongful termination suit to say this. Now, if that was such a big part of the reason why you feel like you were terminated, why, why, why did you not make that a part of your initial case? Why did you wait a year to amend that, and why did it ha- happen, ironically happen, after all these other women came forward? And, and now, you know, again, not making excuses. I'm not making excuses for Matt Lauer at all. I'm just using him as an example. We see this, this latest female yesterday that come back and say, yeah, 20-some odd years ago, Matt Lauer and I had a consensual sexual relationship. He cheated on his wife with me. He flattered me uh, with with uh, with uh, flattering texts, and he flattered me with, with gifts, and he flattered me. He, he made a young girl like myself who was fresh out of college and just an intern at NBC. Here, the most powerful man in the in, in, at NBC News was interested in me. Of course I was interested in him. Now, 25 years later, after everything is happening, yes, it was consensual, but I feel like he was using his power against me. I, I don't get it. Rick, what are your thoughts? Well, I think a lot of women wait because, you know, these guys are in, in position of power. Uh, there's even allegations now against Russell Simmons, you know, the, the uh, owner of Def Jam, you know, from – you know, a female from 25 years ago who waited 25, 28 years to speak up and say something now because back then if she would have said something, Russell Simmons can make sure she would never work in the United States ever again. 
So that that's why I think they, they wait. And a lot of times I don't understand why they wait so long, but when you look at it that way, that's what I think. Uh, you was talking about how I was blaming Roger Goodell, you know, for some of the stuff with the NFL Network. I'm not blaming him. Uh, what I was trying to get at was it's another embarrassment for the NFL under his watch because uh, with the uh, the uh, concussion protocol stuff, the uh, domestic violence, and now we have, you know, NFL-owned NFL Network going through sexual harassment lawsuits and everything. This is all happening under his watch. It's another embarrassment uh, under him. I, well, here's the thing, and, and I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's an embarrassment to the NFL, and I have no doubt, trust me, because I've been and, – and I know uh, uh, Rick, you listen to Clay like I do. He, he pointed out a very valid point this week on his show that, that Roger Cadell got on the bat phone and called all these networks and say, hey, you're getting our money. Let's not cover this story. And I didn't pay any attention to that until I heard him say that. But if you look at NBC – uh, ESPN, these these networks that have big NFL money, the the NFL sexual harassment story is a blurb. It's just a, a bleep because it's a, a a story, but it's not a story they're spending a lot of time talking about. Not a lot of time talking about like they're doing Harvey Weinstein or like they're doing Matt Lauer or like they're doing others. Certainly not. I I think I can count in two networks where I've heard Marshall Falk's name mentioned more than two times this week. Ed, let me ask you this, and we're going to get into some of these games because certainly there's nothing that we can do about it. And the unfortunate, I agree with what you're saying, Rick, is that, you know, these women, they're like, okay, now I feel brave and I feel strong because of these other women. But at the same time, I go with exactly what Ed said. You don't know what's true and what's not true. We we have to, if you're going to make the accusation, then then let the facts play its way out, and then let's decide to be the executioner after the facts play them way out. Right now, Rick, all we're, we're basing it on is an accusation. We don't know if it's true or if it's not well, true. All right. So, hey, Ed, here's something else. I mean, Ed, Ed's right. You, you can't uh, – you don't know what it, he says, she said, and, and it's hard to figure that stuff out. But, honestly, we never see these guys really fight it. They all really just start to own up to it. Uh the only one that I know for sure that has fought it and came out successful because she was making it up was the actor Jeremy Piven. He filed a counter lawsuit, and once he did that, she came forward and said she made the whole thing up. We never see any of these guys really come forward and really try to fight it. I know Warren Sapp is trying to, saying he's not good giving sex toys to people for Christmas, and then he went on the radio and said that he did. So these guys are not fighting it. If they are, they're not being real successful. They're really more or less, more times than not, they're owning up to it. Well, yeah. now, Warren Sapp, is a different, Warren Sapp is a different story. Warren Sapp is not caught up in this NFL network thing. I don't believe I believe this is a different accuser. But at the same time with Warren Sapp, giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, what we do know about Warren Sapp is, what, he was at the Super Bowl down in Tampa two or three years ago and uh, had a lady of the evening in his hotel and uh, – what was it? He didn't want to pay her or something. Anyway, there was an altercation where the cops were involved, and and he ended up getting arrested for uh, assault or uh, prostitution or something like that. So with Warren Sapp, uh, I'm more inclined to believe that it did happen as opposed to that it didn't happen. My only thing is, and 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 we'll get Ed's final thoughts on this, and we'll move forward. But my only thing is, if an accuser makes it makes an accusation. Then let the investigation happen. 
And, and, and you know what? You're right, Rick. You make a valid point. They say, okay, they don't say we, we did it. We, they just say we want it to go away. Here's my money. And a lot of times that goes back to what I was saying earlier. These women are looking for a paycheck. But to me, that, that's an admission of guilt, their, though, when they do that. Maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, I can I can I can see both sides of it. If I'm a married, successful, well, I'm not married, but I'm moderately successful. But ha- at the same time, I'm not at the successful level as some of these other guys. And if I'm married, and my name's being dragged through the mud, if a hundred thousand dollars is gonna shut you up, and I can move on about my life, take the hundred thousand dollars. At the same time, though, at the same time, it's coming out more and more and more. That this a lot of this stuff was consensual, you know. Sh- should they have cheated on their wives? That's a different subject. We're talking about morality at that point. Well, we a lot of us are guilty of Ill- immorality in this world, but that we're not guilty of crimes. Uh, immorality is not a crime. It's just immorality. It's a sin. Maybe you, you might go to the lake of fire, but you're not going to jail. You didn't hurt these individuals, and. For these individuals, I'm not saying this is the case on every case because there certainly are victims in the stories. But the problem is we have to believe everybody. Okay, great. We believe you. You're coming forward with the story. Now where everything's getting lost is there is no – there's no. we're just assuming you're guilty just because this person accused you and all these other women are doing that. Go ahead, Ed. Well, you know, I like what Rick said. You know, a lot of these guys, when Matt Lauer – for instance, got fired. He came out and apologized, right? Didn't he issue an apology for, for the mm-hmm. women that he, uh, he you mm-hmm. know, he, so, you know, right away that that's kind of looks at, like it's an admission of guilt. And he said he needed to get help. I think that, uh, so, you know, he admitted to being guilty, but again, I go back to Bill Cosby. It seems like if you're innocent, you're going to deny, 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 say, I didn't do it. I would go on the offensive and say, look, I did not do it. I would issue statements and, and just continue to deny and until some evidence comes forth that shows that you're lying and you did it. But if you have a clean conscience and you didn't do it, then just go ahead and deny it. I know that lawyers kind of want you to you know, button up the lip and not say anything. But listen, if I'm innocent and that's of anything at all, any crime whatsoever, I'm I'm going on the attack and I'm going to proclaim my innocence from the highest mountain until – found guilty if someone has evidence that I'm lying but if I'm if I'm if I didn't do it I'd make sure people knew it and you know you look at Cosby again and you know he wasn't found guilty uh, but he denied it to the very end but by doing that by going in public with all these charges and a trial people had already made up their minds that's kind of the shame of it is people have already kind of made up their minds without the trial uh, even him being found not guilty or, you know, he really wasn't found innocent either. It was a hung jury. But, uh, you know, people already have their minds up. But listen, if you can sleep at night and you didn't do it and, and it comes out that you didn't do it and you're fighting it, then then that's all there should be to it. And, yeah, your image might take a hit in your reputation. But listen, at the end of the day, you didn't do it and, and, and you're innocent and you can sleep well at night. So I, I don't know what the plan of attack is. If you didn't do it, if you're Marshall Falk or – whoever it is, and you didn't do it, I'd be speaking, like I said, from the highest mountain saying, I did not do this. Let her come forward with whatever evidence she thinks she has, and we'll see her in court, and that that would be it. And that's the chain of command we would follow. But, you know, uh, it does seem like some guys kind of cop to it right away and issue their apologies or, uh, you know, it's a a shame it's come to that. People in the public think 
well, he did it anyway, and, and you're already found guilty in the public eye, and it's a shame things look, work like that. It, it, that's when the, here, here, the, here. Uh, uh, the, when the instant verdict that we uh, kind of always just, when they come forth in, with these sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations, we're always thinking the guy's always guilty. Well, if these guys come forward and start being more and more innocent of it, then uh, our perception of, of that would change when uh, you know the more women come forward. Mm-hmm. And don't and don't think for one and don't think for one minute. And we're seeing this actually just literally playing out in Congress right now. There's a there's a female Congress member of Congress who's being under investigation for sexual misconduct too. So I agree I agree with you, Rick. But I I, I tell you here. Here's the, the, the thing, and we'll leave it at this because we've got to get into the, these, these games. But at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're accused, you have the right to defend yourself. And to be automatically uh, convicted in, in, in the court of public opinion and, and to have your career ruined, uh, that may or may not be true. But let, let's, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, guys, we know that guys cheat on their wives. It happens. And and did they, did they issue an apology because they cheated on their wives? Yeah. Did they issue an apology because they got caught? Yeah. Are they sorry that what for what happened? Or are they sorry that they got caught? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they sexually assaulted someone or sexually harassed someone. What it means is they had a consensual, immoral uh, relationship with someone between two people. And now what is happening, what I fear is happening... A lot of women say, oh, it may have been consensual, but guess what? It, it wasn't. I felt, I felt pressured. I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep moving on uh, with that uh, as, as we move uh, forward. Um, so, uh, Rick, we're going to kind of get into the AMVETS uh, uh, breaking rank. And we've got, uh, we start the bowl games today, Rick. Talk with us a little bit about AMVETS, and we're going to move forward uh, past the uh, – we're going to stop talking about sex on the show for this weekend. Go ahead, Rick. Don't get me wrong. I love sex. I love talking about sex. But let's, let's, let's talk about something else. Go right ahead, Rick. <laughs> well, perfect segue for sexual harassment is uh, get yourself an AMVETS membership. <laughs> Been fighting for the rights of uh, veterans' benefits since the end of World War II. So uh, get an eye out to your local AMVETS polls. 30 bucks a year here in Indiana. Well, there, there you go. Well, let's we, we got the bowl games that are starting today, the Celebration Bowl. North Carolina, uh, Celebration, North Carolina uh, versus Grambling? Okay, did I get that wrong <laughs> or get that right? But anyway. You no, know, uh, it, no, it's that, right. It's never, Grambling. <laughs> never heard of that school. It's kind of like March Madness. Uh, go ahead, Rick. Uh, t- uh, talk with us a little about – I know about North Carolina. I know who the Tar Heels are, but never heard of Grambling. Go ahead. Wait a second. So this is bigger than the game already. You haven't heard of Grambling, really? Eddie Robinson is the uh, winningest coach in college football history from Grambling. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty here. Guilty as charged. I know who he is, but I didn't know where he went to college at. <laughs> Steve McNair. Steve McNair played at uh, Grambling. That's right. right. No, no. He was out for state. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to go out here on a limb. I was just going to say, these are two uh, wins. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, these are two FCS schools that uh, 
I, you know, I'm a Division One guy. These are two FCS schools, but Grambling is one of those because of Eddie Robinson, the winningest coach in college football history, is you know one of those kind of lower tier. They're like an elite program, you know, but it is a it's a, it's a black college. Uh, that's the other well known thing about Grambling, and uh, I'm going to go with Grambling here. I'm going with Grambling. I mean, Grambling's a big uh, well. Traditional powerhouse schools in FCS. I'm going Grambling. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, North Carolina because I've never heard of Grambling. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ed. What are your thoughts on North oh, Carolina my. versus Grambling? What, uh, <laughs> my thoughts on that game? Um, well, I guess I'll go with North Carolina. I, I don't know. I mean, they're an ACC school, right? I don't know what conference Grambling plays in, but I have heard of them. I just couldn't tell you what conference. So I'll go with North Carolina just based on level. Of well, Ed, Ed, it's North Carolina A and T. Oh, it's not oh, North Carolina. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's like I said, he's Jimmy, Jimmy he's Grambling. Grambling. You know what? How is that You're absolutely right. They have thanks. Thanks, Rick, for for letting me know that because you know it's right in front of my face there. But for some reason in my mind, I was thinking that it was a typo, like AT and T Bowl or something. See, this is why I don't watch bowl games until New Year's Day. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming so, it stands man. for agricultural and uh, technology. You know, North Carolina, you know, A&M is agriculture and military for Texas A&M. So I'm assuming that's what that stands for. Texas, I'm going grambling this game. That's even worse. I've never even heard of uh, North Carolina AT&T. So <laughs> we need to move on to the next game. At least, <laughs> at least these next two teams I've definitely heard of. Uh, Troy versus North Texas in the R&L Carriers uh, Bowl down in New Orleans uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, certainly uh, the Trojans come in and, and on a six-game winning streak, and I certainly know about them as, as they beat LSU. Troy, I think, will survive this. I'm very familiar with Troy. I'm going to pick Troy over North Texas. Go ahead, Rick. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Troy also. Uh, Troy beat LSU this year. Troy went to uh, Death Valley and beat LSU. So I'm I'm taking Troy and only for that reason. <laughs> Ed? Well, at least you have a reason. At least you have a reason, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like as good a reason as any. Hey, look, I had, a, guy I had a Troy and played. <laughs> I had a good friend named Troy once. I guess I'll go with Troy, just, you know, in honor right. of my friend. Uh, <laughs> I've really, got a new friend named Troy. <laughs> Seriously, I don't really know much about, you know, either of these schools. And getting back to that, North Carolina, AT&T, or whatever that school is. Um, I didn't know the FCS. <laughs> I didn't know the FCS had bowl games. I thought they – didn't they play in a playoff uh, – I think this is part of the uh, the uh, playoffs. They okay. might call their I games or playoff games some name, but I, I think this is part of the, their playoffs. Okay. Because I know last night on my TV there was North Dakota State was playing uh, somebody in the FCS. Uh, I guess that might have been the semifinals or I thought it was the finals. but Maybe it was the finals. Yeah, Maybe I don't right. even read what? what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and I, the, I don't know where that is. At the end of the day, guys, you got to win five games. You're bowl eligible. You're going to a freaking bowl. Somebody's yeah. going to get their sponsorship name out there. They pay a buttload of money. Say, hey, this is my bowl. 
you know, we we don't have the cereal bowl, the Cheerio cereal bowl, and we don't have the um, toilet bowl. The what's the what's the uh, scrubby bubbles or whatever the the toilet bowl cleaner? What's it called? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> the Scrubby Bubble Bullet Bowl brought to you by. So everybody has a bowl game. So, it, you know, the thing about it is we could just say, hey, it's a, it's a, it's a game. It's a postseason game. Auto Nation Cure Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. We're starting to get into some names that, that we know a little bit about. There's not a lot, as, we, as we've as we talked about the other two games, to get excited about here. Uh, Georgia State has outscored uh, 280 to 217 this season, while uh, Western Kentucky lost uh, 210 Illinois and dropped four of its past five games. But the Hilltoppers, uh, I think, will get, will get the job done. Mike White's a great coach. And, by the way, speaking of Mike White, Look for him to start making you, – you always look at those coaches that, like, where did he come from, what he do. Mike White is certainly one of those people down at Western Kentucky. I think, Rick, you might agree with this. And, Rick, you're closer to that uh, neck of the woods than I am. But you, you're very familiar uh, with uh, Western Kentucky and Mike White and what he's been able to do there. I think he's one of those coaches that we see begin to make a name for himself. Go ahead. Well, I'll give you some info on both teams here. Uh, Georgia State probably has the best – looking or coolest uh, Division I uh, college football stadium because they converted Turner Field in Atlanta. They took that over, bought it for $30 million, and made that their football stadium from the Atlanta Braves. So that's really cool. Huh? And as far as Mike White goes at, for Western uh, Kentucky, I have no idea who that is. But Mike Stanford, anyway, is their head coach. He was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. So that is the reason why I'm picking Western Kentucky. <laughs> I thought I thought their coach's name was Mike White. No, sir, it's Mike Stanford. Okay, all he right, was, my bad. He was Mike, the OC last year at Notre Dame. My my point being is okay. He's gonna make he's making his name. I guess that was my my point. Go ahead, uh, Ed. Uh, Rick, well, I'm gonna start I, muting the microphone. You're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I love Rick's reasons for picking some of these schools. I really do. Um, but all I know about Georgia State, I think that's the same Georgia State team that played Penn State this year, and Penn State beat them fifty-six to nothing. So, right, uh, <laughs> yeah. So give me Western Kentucky uh, in that one, just based on uh, Georgia State getting waxed at, uh, against Penn State fifty-six nothing. All right, guys, now we're going to talk about a game that we're both very, very familiar with, both of these teams, and we're very familiar with the bad blood, if we want to call it that, between these two teams. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl, Oregon versus Boise State. Uh, I mean, Oregon, to me, I'm very, very shocked that they ended up playing on on uh, uh, December 16th as opposed to one of our bigger uh, bowl games. But they go against Boise State. I like Boise State. I've always liked Boise State, and it's probably because they've got blue turf. But nonetheless, I like them over the Ducks on this. But I know a lot of people, and the sexy pick on this is Oregon. But this has got to have to be. And, guys, I know we're both very, very familiar with both of these teams. And we can talk all day about these teams and the bad blood and the rivalry between these two teams. But it's going to be a close game. But I think Oregon can pull this off like a 35-34-32 type uh, victory. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I think Oregon is a, a touchdown favorite in this game. Uh, I'm with you. I kind of like Boise State 
I don't know why I like Boise State. You just think about some of these bowl games the past 10 years they had, and, you know, the Statue of Liberty play against Oklahoma. Uh, I think they did beat LSU or Georgia or somebody like that about five years ago in, in a bowl game. They come up big in bowl games. Uh, I don't know why I really like Boise State. But here's the thing with Oregon. That's probably why I like them. Uh, they're in the middle of a coaching change. Willie Taggart just left for Florida State. Uh, they don't have their star running back, Royce Freeman. He's not going to play. Uh, they gave up a ton of points on defense. Uh, I know Oregon's favored. They have a lot more talent on the team than Boise State, but for some reason I'm just going for I'm, uh, I'm picking Boise State in this game. Rick, what are your thoughts? Oregon, uh, Boise State. Ed, Ed, you mean me? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. Uh, yeah, you. Ed, you're you know good you at are. that time. You, 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 yeah, I know. I think I my Thanks breakdown of that game was just so great. He thought it was Ed talking. That's, that's what I think it was. <laughs> I don't think that's it at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, look, uh, you're right. There is bad blood between these teams, right? I mean, uh, Legarrette Blunt, who's now with the Eagles. Uh, I think it was, you know, back in the 09 bowl game against these two, he punched a guy from Boise State and got ejected. And uh, I know Oregon has a kid that has been mentioned with the Eagles. You know, we're at, in Philadelphia, everybody's always looking ahead past the, the, you know, playoffs even, and they're looking at the draft next year, and there's a kid that plays tackle for Oregon that, whose name has come, come up as a possible Eagles tar- target at tackle. Uh, Crosby, I think his name's Terrell Crosby. Uh, one of the top tackles. Now, you know, is that going to be good enough to give Oregon a win against Boise State a tackle? I, no, I don't think so. But I, I do like Oregon. I think they have more talent. And I'd probably pick, pick Oregon in this game. So I got to I got to back up here just a little bit, just so that I can uh, understand that I am not losing my mind. <laughs> Mike White with Western Kentucky is going to make a name for himself, not as a head coach, but as a quarterback. And he's a senior, and that's where I got it all confused at. So I knew that that oh, Mike gotcha. White and the coach, uh, and the coach both. So I Google because in my mind, while you guys were talking, I'm like, I, I know I heard that name associated with Western Kentucky. I know I'm not stupid. I Googled it. Mike White, number 14, senior quarterback for Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. <laughs> not, not. There we go. Now that we got all, all that straightened out, we're here. It's, all, it's all good. So there is a Mike White with the Hilltoppers, just so we know. All right, so we're, we're down in New Mexico, Bowl Marshall versus Colorado State. Marshall's a, a team that we're also somewhat familiar with, uh, Colorado State as well. Uh, you know, not a real sexy game for me on this, and, and just because I'm more familiar with Colorado State and their their organization and their game, I think this has got to be one of those high-scoring games, you would think, because they're both very, very strong in the offense and weak on the defense. I, I would think this would be a high-scoring game anyway, Colorado State versus Marshall, Rick. Uh, I'm actually going to go Colorado State here, and Thomas can be my last pick, so i gotta, I got to get going. <laughs> Where you going, buddy? What do you got to do? I mean, What's going on, man? I'm going to. I got. I got to be in the okay. movie theater. My movie starts in 40 minutes. So. <laughs> you'll, right, never horse, you'll, you'll, you'll never get a seat. You'll never get a seat. You need hey, to be I'm already with you, sir. I've already. I've already bought my tickets. I bought my tickets two days ago, but you know now it starts in 40 minutes. So. <laughs> I gotta yeah, get changed and get out the door. <laughs> You'll be sitting in the first row. 
<laughs> well, cool thing with that place, you already pick your seat. So I, I have the, oh. uh, I have an aisle seat, two rows from the top. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, aisle seat, two rows from the top. That, that's because oh, yeah. you got to get get out and get your popcorn refills. May the force be with you, Rick. Thank you. Have yourself yeah, good, uh, good yeah. weekend, and uh, <laughs> let us know how Ray dies, will you? Uh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> At least not the last season. I can't give him any spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. All right. Uh, all right, see you guys. All right, buddy. We'll talk to we'll you soon. <laughs> uh, Star Wars you know, groupies there, Ed. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm impressed with that technology, though. I didn't know you could pick your seat. See, that, that, that technology hasn't come east. I'll tell you no, that. We can't. Go oh, online yeah. and pick our seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can do that here, too. I mean, uh, you have to buy your tickets online. and But, yeah, you when you do that, you get, can pick your seats. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I, I know I can buy tickets online, but I didn't know you can pick your seats. I mean, I, I haven't done it for a while. Maybe that might be something well, new. When I you like go online, there, when you go online, there's a tab or a link there, a hyperlink that says pick your seats here. And then you click that when you before you make your order. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah, you absolutely, you, uh, you absolutely could do that. Well, since it's just you and I, we'll kind of uh, verge away from these uh, these uh, bowl games. Obviously, we we've got a, a, another one going on t- tonight: Middle Tennessee versus Arkansas State. Arkansas State, Middle Tennessee. Again, nothing to get too excited about that. It's December sixteenth, and if you're playing the bowl on December sixteenth, you're probably not that sexy anyway. So right. <laughs> you're like the, you know. So we're just we're just yeah. talking about you because we need we need. We need content for the show. Hey, I want to talk with you a little bit about the NFL and what we've seen here. And I, and I particularly want to talk about why and what the love affair is with Bennett, Michael Bennett. Uh, I just here's the thing: he did not get suspended. He should have got suspended. He should have got he he should have got suspended for at least multiple games, but he didn't get suspended. Gronk gets suspended, and you would you would think Michael Bennett knows what taking a knee means. So apparently, yeah. what apparently what the whole hustle and bustle about is not the call that the NFL decided that they. So there's two there was two things going on there. The first thing he was making a football move. He was going after a loose ball. Get that. After that, the Jacksonville Jaguars took a knee. That's when he decided, hey, I'm going to exert my uh, defensive line ability and strength, uh, and that's where he should have got suspended. What is this love affair with Michael Bennett? I, to me, after what I saw he did in Las Vegas without getting into another rant, I, he lost all credibility with me. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just – I think we talked about it on the show last week, Tom. It just goes back to this – it's kind of an uneven hand of justice of the NFL. They just kind of, there's really no policy in place that says that, you know, a player has to get X amount of games or X amount of a fine for, for doing something. It's just kind of all random and arbitrary. And, you know, I don't know if it is a love affair with him or, 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 or maybe the Seahawks and specifically, but uh, clearly, you know, he incited uh, something with, with his actions and he should have gotten, should have gotten a fine, at least a, a fine, right? I know some of the players were fine, but I don't think he even got a fine. Um, but no, suspension okay. for sure. I, it's 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 amazing to me how but, the NFL can just kind of mete out justice wherever they see fit. Let me ask you this, Rick. I mean, God, Ed. Let me ask you this: <laughs> when 
if <laughs> if Bennett had done that or been brave enough to do to do that with the Steelers or the Patriots, would he have gotten suspended? Heck yeah. I, 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 mean, I think so. Yeah. I, I, it's just to me. It again. It, there, there's no rhyme or reason to how the NFL hands out justice, and that's a big, big problem. Better yet, if it had happened with with the Patriots or with the Steelers, not only would he have gotten suspended, it would have been an all-out brawl. So maybe we got to look at Jacksonville and say, hey, uh, why did you guys just sit around and allow that to happen? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the rhyme or reason is, but there clearly isn't any. And there's no, you know, there really needs to be something in the next collective bargaining agreement that, that kind of spells out what the violation is and what what the uh, result should be fine or suspension. And right now there isn't one. It's just, and I know that, you know, the, I guess the person in charge of that is a former Eagle, John Runyon, who played tackle. And, you know, he was one of the dirtiest players uh, in the NFL when he played uh, and he's in charge of hand justice. So, uh, you know, it, it just makes no sense to me. And, it, and it's frustrating when you, when you see stuff like that happen and then the player gets away with it. Well, we'll see what happens. I'll tell you what, though. We, we talk about these Thursday night games. We've talked about them, and we've talked about them, and we've talked about them. Whether or not we like them or don't like them, they're going to be around for a little bit. I, I, of course, you know, we're Colts fans here. I'm a diehard Colts fan, but I think the best part of Thursday night's game was the uniforms. I, I love the, the color rush, all orange and all blue. Uh, so the Colts should have been all blue on uh, against Buffalo on Sunday. Man, that was it. Yeah. i tell you what. You know, that was one of the high, most highest-rated watched games of the weekend last weekend was uh, Buffalo and uh, the uh, the Colts and because of the snow, obviously. Now, that was a lot of fun to right. watch, but the end, result, the, end, the end result is this. The Colts seem to be put out of the misery. There's two more games. But we see, are we seeing a, a, a rejurs or a, 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 a second wind of the Broncos? Not that it's going to do them any good, but are we seeing a second wind here with the Broncos? I don't even know how to start to begin to break down that, that stupid debacle with the Colts. The Colts just basically said, hey, Broncos, uh, welcome to Indianapolis. Here's your win. That's, they didn't come. They didn't play. They just acted like they were out there going through the motions. And to me, as a Colts fan, that's very disheartening. Yeah, well, uh, the Colts are going to be looking for a new head coach, right? I think we pretty much decided this will be the end of yeah. Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis. Yeah. So uh, they're they're just sure. kind of playing out the string, and uh, you know, players know that. And, uh, you know, you want to be professional, you want to put things on tape because you're playing for your job ultimately, whether it's in Indianapolis or for another team somewhere. But um, it, you know, it's easy as a player to kind of just say, you know what, this is going to be a whole new team next year, and you know, I'm going to try what I do what I can, but I'm not going to put myself in harm's way if if I have to. And um, and getting back to that game last Sunday, you know, I, I think I texted you before the game that LaShawn McCoy is a very yeah. good runner in the snow, and he you did. Know, sure enough, he, he you know he ran well against Indy. But uh, you know, but I, I just think the Colts are kind of they're ready to turn the page, and I think the players are too. And you know, they're just going to play out the string here, and you know, you hope that they can show a professional effort every week. I mean, they are getting paid, but it, as, again, as a player, it's hard to do when you know that this organization is going to uh, kind of clean house, I think. And, and I think they realize that too. Uh, you know, on Denver's side, they, you know, they're still playing for their first year head coach, Vance Joseph. I mean, you really can't fire him, they, but they've got huge quarterback issues. Uh, you know, catching a second wind, I, I'm not sure how sustainable it is with Brock, Brock Osweiler as your quarterback. I saw him come through Philadelphia against the Eagles and, you know, he was horrible. 
but, you know, he shredded the Colts secondary passing and with his legs. He scored a one touchdown run. Um, but, you know, he's not – I don't think he's the long-term answer there. So the Broncos have issues, but they're not in the front office or in the coaching seat. They're more quarterback related. I just don't see how uh, they're going to be able to sustain anything and give a second win. But they really have to show effort. Vance Joseph has to keep them playing hard. I think if he wants to keep his job, I don't think Elway would fire him. But, um, but you know, he wants to see effort from his players because Vance Joseph is still there, and Joseph has to show that he can keep this team motivated. A completely different situation in, in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Well, joining us now also is Mo from the BS Sports Show. I know, Mo, you had some uh, throat issues going on. Welcome to the uh, to the uh, uh, season of uh, people who talk for a living who can't talk. Uh, Mo, how are you doing, sir? I appreciate it. Okay, we'll we'll try we'll try to go easy on you today. You know, I want to talk with you, Mo, and and you also, Ed, Rick, uh, Rick. You missed Rick, uh, Mo. He had to he had to get on the Millennial Falcon to uh, the <laughs> the Star Wars movie. <laughs> but yeah. uh, here's the, here's the thing. One of the things that I'm looking at is Aaron Rodgers. Great, you know, congratulations, Aaron. You're 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 cleared to play. But if I'm if I'm Green Bay, and I have a franchise quarterback that may or may not be able to pull his magic, I know we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I know we're talking about the Packers, and no quarterback wants to say no. I'm just going to sit on the sideline for the rest of the year. But Mo, we'll start with you. What do the Packers really have to gain by bringing Aaron Rodgers back this late? They're going to have to just have everything line up perfectly for them, and they're going to have to basically win out to even stand a shot. They're going to have to basically win eight games, I guess, in a row to even remotely look at getting it. I mean, at being in the Super Bowl. I don't see that happening with Aaron Rodgers. I think the, the Green Bay Packers need to give the next uh, four to five weeks for uh, Aaron Rodgers to get extra strength and just bring him back next year at this point i don't know other than maybe to appease your fan base and to appease your franchise quarterback if i'm the if i'm the packers why do i want to play aaron Rodgers at this point in the season go ahead yeah i don't know what a first round exit uh, does in the playoffs for anybody if they even make it uh it's a tough schedule it's not the easiest of and, and why not play brett hundley and, and give him some more experience i mean we saw tony Rumble a few years ago right come back from a, uh, an issue same like this and, and re-injure it again. I don't think there's anything to gain from this. I, I don't like the move. Uh, I understand it's sometimes hard to keep a quarterback like that off the field, but, uh, you know, I would uh, I would definitely not play him if I was Green Bay. Ed, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thought is, is if he's 100% healthy, and I'm not sure he is, but if he's 100% clear, then, you know, go ahead and play him. You still have – you know, it is a slim chance of making the playoffs, but uh, if there's a chance and he's 100% healthy, I mean, you're paying him to play, then you put him out there. Um, I just don't know if he's 100% or if the, the Packers are kind of putting on their, their playoff hope glasses here and maybe seeing something that might not be there, and you hope he doesn't get hurt again. But, listen, if he's 100%, Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs, albeit it's a small one, then, then you got to play him. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying, well, I, so, I think that's what they're saying. There is a chance, yeah. It's a tough game, though, against the Panthers and that Panther defense. Uh, you know, they can put a hurting on okay. you. Uh, you know, you hope Rodgers uh, can weather the storm. So, Ed, now it's your turn. And, uh, well, man, I, I just I feel so bad for you and the Eagles 
after seeing Carson Wentz go down, tore an ACLU. ACLU. <laughs> Don't know where my <laughs> mind is in ACL. ACL tear yeah. uh, out for the season. You got to count on. You got to count on uh, 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 Nick Foles to to pull you through. And I know that he had a good good season a couple of years ago. I know you're not overly confident this could happen. You talk about a total de- deflating of your season, but at the same time. You guys are in a good position. You you did what it takes to get you to this place. So, really, Nick Foltz, all he has to do, and maybe this is easier said than done, but in my mind, all Nick Foltz has to do is just find a way to win and keep us at status quo. First of all, man, it sucks to be the, an Eagles fan. Uh, Carson Wentz was well on his way to be an MVP. But at the same time, now now it's it's uh, Nick Foltz's ship, and, and he has to be able to step up and be a QB1. Can he do that, Ed? Uh, well, that was the big debate in Philly all week long. It was kind of a funeral. Uh, the first couple of days, there was a lot of you know sadness with Carson Wentz, and not just because of him as a quarterback and what he was doing for the organization, but off the field, too. Wentz is a... You know, he's a stand-up uh, person and, uh, you know, a guy you can really like. He's a classy kid. He's a very humble kid, uh, very likable. So, you know, there was the football side of it, and then there was the personal side of it. He was having a terrific season, led the NFL in touchdown passes with 33, only had the seven interceptions. And where I think they'll miss him most is on third down. He was the top-rated quarterback in the NFL by a wide margin on third down. Uh, you know, when, it, when the Eagles were getting to third and long, you know, your third and eights or third and tens, you were confident that there was a chance, a 50-50 shot, that he was going to be able to pick that up. Uh, Foles won't give you that shot. I think Foles is more of a check-down type of a quarterback. Uh, you'll probably see the Eagles on third and long, probably throwing short of the sticks uh, and relying on whoever they're throwing the ball to to try to make a move to get a first down. Um, you know, Foles, to me, for the Eagles to get to the Super Bowl, and it's a big if at this point, they have to get home field advantage. And that means I think they, they can go one and two, I think, the rest of the way in their final three games and still get home field advantage. That's the only way I can see them getting to the Super Bowl if they host uh, two games uh, here in Philadelphia. I, I just don't see Nick Foles going on the road and winning in a tough spot like maybe a, a New Orleans or a, or a uh, Minnesota uh, wherever they might have to go. Um, what the Eagles have to do, though, is they have to play to his strengths, which Foles' strengths are. It's Like I said, it's a kind of a shorter passing game. I don't think they'll take too many shots deep. Um, they're going to try to run the ball, but they've done a good job running the ball all year. Uh, so really, how much more can they run the ball? Uh, Foles is going to need protection up front. The Eagles' offensive line is a little bit of a question mark at the guard position right now. Stefan Wisniewski has a hurt ankle. He may not play. And the backups haven't been great. So, uh, you know, Foles is going to have to lean on his teammates to get the job done. And, and then you look at the defense. Uh, you know, the defense has been very good. You know, they're number one against the run. They still haven't given up 1,000 yards on the ground all season long. It's the only team that hasn't done that. Uh, so they're good. They're very good defense. So that defense is really going to have to step up. And if the Eagles want to make the Super Bowl, he's good. they're going to have to rely on the defense. And they're going to have to hope Nick Foles doesn't make any mistakes. That's the thing is he can't give teams good field position by making a bad play even worse. He needs to uh, take what's there, and if the play isn't there, to throw it away. You don't want to take any sacks or fumble it or throw an interception. So 
can he do that? I'm not sure. I think he's a little different quarterback than when he was here in 2013 when he threw 27 touchdowns to two interceptions, a little bit more mature. I think things came pretty fast for him back then. Uh, and, and that may, you know, he didn't have a lot of adversity. Then he left Philadelphia, he went to uh, St. Louis when, you know, the Rams were there, and then he went to uh, Kansas City. Uh, but I think now he's got a chance. I think he's confident that he can do this, but we're going to see if he can. I, me, I'm not real sure he can do it. I just think that the, if the Eagles want to get where they want to go, is they're going to have to rely on the defense, and they're going to have to hope Nick Foles doesn't make mistakes and that they're playing at home for however long they stay in the playoffs. Well, I know it's the NFL. Maybe we can't can't say do this or don't do this. But what I what I would say to Nick Foles is don't pass that damn ball. Just just do your running game. Let's just get through the game and let's let's get a win. Tomorrow should not be too hard for you with the Giants. Uh, Mo, what are your thoughts on this whole Carson Wentz uh, just disappointment for the Eagles? Well, I mean, besides everything that Ed just talked about. To me, it's does this change Carson Wentz's game? I think a lot of people have talked for a long time. It's the same kind of uh, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton type of, of thing that, you know, he doesn't slide a lot. He does like to take on defenders. And will this uh, injury now change his game? I, I think it, a lot of people thought it was just a matter of time uh, until something like this happened because he's such a competitor and does take on, on defenders like this. And it's terrible to see. I think it's, it's terrible not only for the Eagles, but for all the NFL uh I hope that uh, that he comes back a, a stronger player, a better player, and that maybe this does change his game a little bit and uh, and makes him slide a few more times. I just I hate to see injuries like this, especially to a, a guy like this. Well, you know, and I, I don't want to keep us too long. We probably won't. We're not going to have the balance extra today. Where Rick is gone and you're having throat issues, and I just want to uh, cover a couple games. Big, 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 big game tomorrow against the Steelers and the Patriots. Probably in a lot of in a lot of ways, we're looking at the AFC champion. As much as I'd like to see the Chiefs, that's who I picked at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to dance with them as long as as they're my prom date. Uh, but at, at the same time, I don't know the Chiefs have enough gas left in them they they start maybe it's one of those things that it's a marathon not a sprint and they started it off as a sprint and they're out of gas I, I i just don't see a path for the chiefs to the afc championship which i was hoping that would happen because i thought this was going to be their year i really really like the chiefs in the afc obviously i knew that the colts would be nowhere there so my next vote down was for the chiefs that's not going to happen but I just think tomorrow's game is a preview. And, and here's the, the thing that makes it even more appealing and what I think a lot of people are looking at. The Dolphins found a way to beat the New England Patriots. Now, they are at home. The Steelers are, are rocking it out. They are good, Ed. You got the Steelers. You got the Patriots. One of those two teams. I just, I, I just don't see anybody else that could get past those two teams. And if, if the Patriots could beat the Steelers tomorrow, I think that's the sexy pick. I think everybody loves uh, – I mean, I'm sorry, if the Patriots could beat the, the Steelers tomorrow, everybody loves the Patriots. Not so many people like the Steelers. Myself, in this particular game, as much as I hate the Patriots, I don't want to see the Steelers either. So I would rather see the Patriots beat the Steelers uh, either which way. This is the game to watch tomorrow uh, in the AFC. What are your thoughts, Ed? Yeah, well, you know, the Patriots would have to lose twice in a row, and that doesn't happen very often. You know, they lost last week to Miami, and if they go into Pittsburgh and lose again, that's a, 
a very rare two-game losing streak for New England with Tom Brady as the quarterback. Uh, you know, the Steelers, this will be their second week playing without uh, linebacker Ryan Shazier, who had that unfortunate injury a couple weeks ago. And you saw the mark that that left last week against Baltimore. I mean, the Ravens' offense looked like, you know, the uh, West Coast days of Bill Walsh and Joe Montana out in San Francisco. I mean, they just moved the ball up and down the field, scored 38 points. That wasn't enough. Their defense gave up 39, and the Steelers won. But that's a concern. You know, uh, Joe Flacco wasn't exactly lighting it up all year, and he went, you know, played Pittsburgh and was able to find receivers, and the ground game worked. Everything clicked, and now you got Tom Brady and his offense coming in here. And you hope that if you're the Steelers fan, that this is the second week without Shazier, that maybe you found a way to kind of mask his absence and you can do a better job. If not, it's going to be a long night for them, and New England's going to win this game. Mo, what are your thoughts on uh, the Steelers in New England tomorrow? I mean, Tom Brady has pretty much owned the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, for the last ever how many years. Uh, you know, I agree with that. I don't think the Patriots lose two games in a row. Plus, this game's important, as I think, is who gets uh, home field advantage. And for the Steelers, I think it makes this game doubly important. I don't think that there's any chance that they go to New England in the playoffs and win a football game. So, if you're the Steelers, to me, this is, you know, just as important as the playoff game tomorrow. Um, but I think the Patriots win this game, uh, in, maybe not even uh, maybe not even close, but I think the Patriots win this football game. And I'm rooting for the Patriots as well on a personal note. At work, there's, this, there's always that one guy, guys. There's that one guy that just can't shut up about their team and just it, it indulges themselves in the beauty of the fact that they're not a Colts fan, that they are a Steelers fan. He's on my team. He's like the biggest. You know Steeler fans. You know how they are. Come on. Now, one of our VP, <clears throat> one of our VPs in the company is from Boston, and he actually just moved here uh, from Boston. And um, they. Uh, Sorry about that, Tom. Here we go again. No, no problem. There we go. Uh, but uh, he just moved here from Boston. Big uh, New England fan. So they have themselves an inner office bet going that whoever wins the other one. Next Friday, because it's casual Friday, and it has to wait till Friday, he's going to wear the other one's jersey. So I'm hoping that this big blowhard Steeler fan, he just wants to – I come in on I come in on uh, Friday yesterday to the office, and he goes, so the Colts, blue uniforms, kind of, yeah. It's like you just want to just punch him in the throat. So <laughs> – so, I hope that come Friday uh, I get to see him wear a New England Patriots jersey, and that is going to just make my day. So go Patriots in this particular scenario. One more game, guys, and then we'll we'll, we'll call we'll wrap it up and put a bow on it. Uh, I tell you what, Ed, I know that you're not overly confident in your Eagles, but I am. I'm, I'm still riding the ship with them. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you guys. We were talking about the Steelers and, and the Patriots uh, making it in the AFC. To me, you're either looking at the Saints or the Rams, and I really honestly think it's the Rams. It's between you and the Rams, and we could very well be looking at a I, – I still believe in the Eagles, so I think that we're going to see an Eagles-New England Patriots Super Bowl. That's kind of where my path is going now, but the Rams and the Saints are going to cause some, some chaos in the NFC. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, the Rams, you know, I saw them last week against the Eagles, of course, and that was a heck of a game. Um, the concern if you're the Eagles and you have to play the Rams in the NFC Championship game, first of all, it would be in Philly, which would help. It's going to be cold, of course. It could be snowing. 
But the, the Eagles, unless their defense plays better, should it be the Eagles and Rams in that NFC title game, they're not going to be able to score like they did with Carson Wentz's quarterback. You know, Wentz threw four touchdown passes before he got hurt against the Rams. They were able to move the ball pretty much at will against that Rams defense. You're not going to see that with Nick Foles as the quarterback. So as weird as it sounds, the Rams could be the team that gets to the Super Bowl from the NFC. I don't know about that. You're right. The Saints look like the complete team that could come in uh, to Philadelphia uh, and maybe knock them off should the championship uh, game be played here in Philadelphia. Uh, my concern with the Saints is playing outdoors in the, at the middle of January. You know, they're an indoor team. They're a hothouse team. Can they come into a cold-weather environment and win a game? But you'll have to like their chances with the backfield they have in Ingram and Kamara uh, and, and that passing game. I love that receiver of Michael Thomas that Drew Brees has. So, yeah, the Saints look very dangerous. That's a tough road uh, for the Eagles no matter who they play, and it's made even more tougher because Nick Foles is the quarterback. The AFC side – you know, look, it could go through Pittsburgh, right? I mean, it, it's interesting that both championship good games could be played in the state of Pennsylvania, opposite ends of the state. We'll see if that happens. But yep. uh, I think the AFC, the road to the AFC, to the Super Bowl for the AFC is going to be New England or Pittsburgh. I don't see another team that could rise up and beat those teams, whereas in the NFC, you, you do have a handful of teams. And, you know, I'm not sure I'd discount the Seahawks either. I know they went to Jacksonville and lost. But Russell Wilson can be a special player once the playoffs start. So, you know, they have, you have to factor them in as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Tomorrow, like you said, it's going to be a big game in Pittsburgh against with the Patriots. And, uh, you know, you're going to see, you know, Minnesota has to play the Bengals. You know, they have to kind of keep pace. I like the Vikings. I like the way they play. Uh, you can't discount them. Uh, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that you could say could get to the Super Bowl, whereas in the AFC I think it's very top-heavy with New England and Pittsburgh. Well, absolutely, and we'll see how that, that plays out. Mo, we'll give the final word to you. How, what are your thoughts on uh, how this Super Bowl pitcher seems to be uh, taking shape in, in the NFC? Well, you know, I, I agree with that. There's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of options. I think uh, in the NFC, the one team that uh, that I would look at that could make a few disruptions in the AFC uh, is the Jaguars with that defense. And should Blake Bortles continue to play at the uh, level he's played the last few weeks? You know, this is a guy that a lot of people wouldn't cut, not traded, but cut earlier in the year, uh, and, and for good reason. But, uh, you know, over the last few weeks, he's played pretty darn well. And if he can continue to play at that rate with that Jacksonville defense, there's no reason that they can't shock a team like a Pittsburgh uh, in the playoffs. So that's the one team I think that could cause a little havoc in the uh, in the uh, uh, AFC. NFC, to me, is still, you know, super wide open. Well, guys, we've got to put a, wrap it up and put a bowl on it. Mo, what are you guys working on this week? Where can people find your work and your masterpieces, sir? Uh, hopefully um, get my voice back and getting back to work. Uh, yeah. but, uh, other than that, just trying to uh, trying to not kill any of my kids before Christmas. There you go. Yeah, don't do that. You cannot kill your kids before Christmas. <laughs> and and uh, I know, I know, yeah, you'll be uh, covering the Eagles uh, as the beat writer for uh, uh, the USA Today Wire for the Eagles. But uh, where can people find work in the masterpiece, sir? Yeah, well, I'll be heading up to New York here this afternoon, uh, see my son, and you know, spend the night, and then go over to the game tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, you can look me up on the EaglesWire.usatoday.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter uh, at kracze. All right, guys. Next week we'll see what happens, uh, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, 
find something else to talk about next week. I totally lost my train of thought. I was thinking about Rick and the Star Wars thing, and I was going to make a joke, but it just totally just went out my my mind that quick. So you guys have yourself a good week. Mo, I hope you get to feeling better, sir. Thank you, guys. Yep, get well. See you. Right. Thanks. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Mo from uh, the BS Sports Show. Of course, Rick Riggin joined us as well. Guys, you know what? Time flies. I appreciate you joining us. Take It really does mean a lot that you've taken some time to join us. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. My name is Tom Mark Sal Presidente. Remember, don't drink a drive at Eden Cool. We'll see you next Saturday right here on the Balance Radio Network. I'm out of here, deuces. Join us next week for The Balance. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, T-Balance, or Facebook, The Balance, or online at www.thebalanceonline.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.